Come all who are weary, come all who are heavy laden, for in this place we find rest for our souls. Come followers of Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, a call to worship, machine-generated, artificial intelligence. pastor in North Austin, Texas, did something fascinating a few weeks back. Jay Cooper, who leads a Methodist church, used artificial intelligence to produce the entire Sunday morning service. Welcome, call to worship, sermon, songs. Surprisingly, it didn't go terribly bad. Cooper said that many in the congregation were able to worship. He wanted the service to be an outreach to the community. He wanted to say some Christians embrace it. But there are many other Christians, like me, who don't embrace it. Yesterday, today, forever, it's Jesus who never changes. In Christ alone, our hope is found. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Thursday, we're in a series called The Christian's Warfare. All this week, we've been thinking about the war that Christians face in this world. And though we know that many Christians face real persecution and physical warfare against them, the Bible reminds us that our greatest enemies and battles are in the spiritual realm. And in a moment, we're going to turn to God's Word. We're going to see what it teaches us about Satan himself. Where did he come from? What is his purpose in life? And we'll be encouraged, I believe, by the truth that he is a defeated foe though still powerful and active today. I think you'll find great encouragement in what we read in God's Word today, so please stay with me. The British author and Professor C.S. Lewis knew spiritual warfare was real, and that's why he wrote the Screwtape Letters in the midst of World War II. I asked Paul McCusker, the director of the radio theater production of the Screwtape Letters, to talk with me about why Lewis wrote this book from the perspective of a demon. And here's what he shared. The brilliance of C.S. Lewis is that he turned everything around, making Mm -hmm. what you could argue uh, as, as familiar, unfamiliar now. And what he did was he turned everything around so that we're looking at demons and temptation and our own human foibles in a different way. And by using something like satire and comedy, to have us even laughing to some degree about uh, what screw tape is doing, then we even see ourselves in a fresh light. Laughter will always do that. It makes us see things just a little bit differently. And even though it's not strictly a comedy, it's uh, uh, tragic at various times in, in the story. But through these letters, we get a sense of ourselves because at times we're laughing at ourselves which is very disarming and makes us see, see things anew and in the screw tape letters screw tape is the representative of satan or the the senior devil i guess mm-hmm. and in the screw tape letters screw tape is a senior demon who's teaching his nephew and he's the ultimate bureaucrat You know, here's how you do your job. Here's the way you fill out the forms. Here's the way you have to do it to be effective. And in doing that, he unmasks unintentionally demonic efforts for those of us to see. 
It's like this document has somehow slipped out of hell itself, and nobody knows how it got to us, but now we see the plans behind the scene. Yes! Look at your situation. He has escaped the worldly friends with whom you tried to entangle him, am I right? Yes. He has fallen in love with a very Christian woman and is temporarily immune from your attacks on his chastity, correct? Yes. And am I wrong to conclude that your various methods of corrupting his spiritual life have thus far been unsuccessful? Yes. I I mean, no, you're not wrong. And though he has not been called to military service, he is now volunteering as the low air raid warden, serving his neighbors more charitably than ever before, and garnering the girl's respect all the more for it. Right. And to his utter surprise, he is enjoying his efforts more than he ever suspected, and daily increasing his conscious dependency on the enemy. Um, well, yes. So, at the present moment, as the full impact of the war draws nearer, and his worldly hopes take a proportionately lower place in his mind, he will almost certainly be lost to us if he is killed tonight. That's Andy Serkis, who's best known for his portrayal of Gollum in the Lord of the Rings series. He plays the title role in the radio theater drama of the Screw Tape Letters. And before that dramatic clip, we heard from the director of the five-hour radio drama, Paul McCusker, sharing the approach that C.S. Lewis took in creating this project. I really want you to enjoy this Cinema of the Mind experience this October. I believe it'll help you better understand the reality of good versus evil. And ultimately, it teaches that even the devil himself is still limited by the sovereign reign of Jesus Christ. So for your minimum gift to this ministry, I'd like to send you after the program this four-CD set of the Screw Tape Letters. You can check out the behind-the-scenes video we have on our website and then make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And just a note, this set costs us a little more to get for you, so please be as generous as you can, and you can also call us and make your gift and ask for the CD set of the Screw Tape Letters at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And now I want us to open with a Christian song, a Christian song called Battle. There's a battle between good and evil, and it's raging inside of me. There's a struggle, it's God and the devil, it's love against the enemy. Whoa, oh no, I'm not giving up now. There's a beautiful apple tree There is trouble on the horizon But I'm claiming victory
Chris August here in this Haven Today, The Christian's Warfare, and his song called Battle. I'm Charles Morris. Our battle as Christians is really real. We have real enemies that seek to do us real harm. We know this. We do. But too often we have the wrong enemies in mind. We look out at our neighbors, or we tune into the news, or listen to the radio to find out who we should hate this week. Social media runs on this idea. The algorithm, the computer code that determines what you see when you log in, only shows you the things that made your blood curdle. It wants you angry. It wants you to find a new enemy. Social media companies do it that way because the things that draw our anger tend to consume our time and our attention. Isn't that true? They use that truth to make money, but we can use it too. Instead of focusing all our anger and time on flesh and blood human beings, we are called to wage war against the spiritual powers and the principalities, Satan, sin, fallen angels. These are our real enemies. That's what the Apostle Paul says, and that's what C.S. Lewis wanted us to learn when he wrote the screw tape letters in World War II. Our enemy is not a human being. In fact, one of Satan's favorite tactics is trying to trick us into thinking that humans are the enemy. No, our enemy lurks under the surface, beneath. Our enemy has been around for quite a long time. We hear about Satan, the devil, our enemy in the Old Testament. In Genesis 3, the serpent showed up to deceive Adam and Eve. In Job, Satan the accuser showed up to derail Job's life and to challenge his devotion to the Almighty. But Satan was there even before Job, even before Adam and Eve. Jesus' words in Luke 10 remind us that he saw Satan fall from heaven. Satan was there, but Satan fell. And where did he come from? Well, there's a parable in the book of Ezekiel that tells us where Satan came from. It's addressed to an earthly king, but historically, we've understood that this is an account, a story, an image of how Satan fell. Listen to the opening of this parable. Say to the ruler of Tyre, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In the pride of your heart, you say, I am a God. I sit on the throne of a God in the heart of the seas. But you are a mere mortal and not a God though you think you are as wise as a god. Are you wiser than Daniel? Is no secret hidden from you? By your wisdom and understanding, you have gained wealth for yourself and amassed gold and silver in your treasuries. Now, what I just read was from Ezekiel 28, verses 2, 3, and 4. It opened as a rebuke and addressed to the king of Tyre. And Tyre was a city on the northern coast of the Mediterranean Sea, just north of modern-day Israel. It was an important port city. It controlled a lot of the trade between Greece and the other nations across the Mediterranean and the land where Israel was. It was a wealthy city. It had become a proud city. So it's no surprise that the Lord used the king of Tyre and his arrogance as a parable or a picture of the fall of our great enemy, Satan. The enemy says in his heart, I am a God. 
pride, arrogance, treason. These were the sins Satan committed at the very beginning, before the fall of humankind. Satan was there, and Satan was proud. He got it in his mind, in his heart, that he could really become God, that he could cast the Almighty down from the Almighty's throne. And here's the scary part. His ambition wasn't all imaginary. The Lord says, you are wiser than Daniel. Satan is smart. He's a bright guy. If you remember from the book of Daniel, Daniel was trained in all the wisdom, and he was wise to discern dreams. Satan even surpasses Daniel in wisdom. How often are we tempted to become puffed up with pride because of our own abilities? We are strong or successful. We even start to think we are untouchable. The impulse to challenge the Almighty lives in each and every one of us. Wouldn't you agree with me? Satan was wise, and he thought his mind was higher than the one who made it. We need to watch out ourselves as well, and to remember that everything we have, we have because of the Lord. Well, the parable goes on in Ezekiel. This is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you. Carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, onyx, and jasper, lapis lazuli, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Now that's our enemy. Did you hear how he was described? He was a guardian cherub, an angel, a seal of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect beauty. More than that, he was there in Eden. He was blameless, a beautiful testament to the power and goodness of the Creator until, until he was not. Wickedness was found in him, and it was a wickedness that set the entire universe off center. Our enemy knows what it's like to be in the presence of the Lord. He knows what it's like to enjoy his glory, to feel his love, but he rejected it. Wickedness was found in him, and he tried to usurp the Lord God Almighty. Whenever we feel pride swelling in our hearts, the kind of pride that makes us look down on others. We need to remember that our great enemy indulged in this arrogance. He was in the Lord's favor until he was not. Pride led him to the brink, and the Lord cast him out. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, Ezekiel says, and I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud, on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. Is it any surprise that our enemy even now is trying to wage war against the Lord? He exalted himself to such a height that he thought he would be able to rule the universe. But we can't let it get to our heads. 
that this is a war between equals? Satan on the one side and the Lord on the other clashing together? No way! Satan is still a created being. Satan is under the Lord's thumb. The Lord keeps Satan on a leash. He didn't let Satan remain in heaven among the other angels. He cast him out along with his cohorts. Expulsion. And Jesus was there. He saw him fall like lightning. Satan's pride led to his downfall. And as long as we aren't watching ourselves, our pride might lead us places we don't want to go. Satan may have been cast down, but he still prowls around, doesn't he? Peter tells us that. He's a powerful enemy. Satan is still active. But for us Christians, we don't have to live in fear. And why is that? I love to say the answer, because Jesus. Jesus Christ has dealt Satan the final blow. After the fall in Genesis 3, the Lord promised to send a son that would crush the head of the serpent. That was Jesus. Jesus walked on the earth. He cast out demons. He reversed the decaying of death. He healed sickness. Jesus conquered the effects of the fall. And by his death, he destroyed the works of the devil. He undid the death that comes for us all. He undid the power of Satan. And when he returns, all that's left for him to do is send Satan to his final destiny, the lake of fire. But for us, we get to live in Christ right now by faith. In him, we become conquerors as well. We triumph over death. We receive strength to defeat our pride, our sin. In Christ alone, we find the power of resurrection that subdues our hearts. In Christ alone, will I glory, though I could pride myself in battles won. For I've been blessed beyond measure, and by His strength alone I overcome. could stop and count successes like diamonds in my hands but those trophies could not equal to the grace by which i stand in christ alone i place my trust and find my Just to 
was a brand new radio single the old michael english song not the gettys version of in christ alone by natalie grant here on a haven today called the christian's warfare i'm charles morris our executive producer went a couple days ago to the dentist to get a filling for a cavity he was shocked to see a giant display of fake blood splattered on a big wall near where he was getting his filling added to that there were severed feet and hands hanging from ropes that was all plastic and fake. It was still pretty gruesome, he reports. But when he mentioned his concerns to the manager, she told him it was all done and fun for Halloween. Sadly, he mentioned that he knew his children would be greatly disturbed, but it seemed like they didn't see any problems with it. It's pretty shocking to see how dark our society has become. These sorts of displays disarm us. They make us trivialize the idea of the real evil that is in our world. Well, rather than celebrating or making light of evil spirits this October, I would invite you to learn in reverse about the devil and his minions. And you do that with C.S. Lewis's classic story called The Screwtape Letters. And now you can listen to Radio Theater's first-class dramatization of this book, Hell is imagined as a gruesome bureaucracy with demons laboring in a vast enterprise to lure and deceive us away from the enemy, a.k.a. God. But as you listen to this five-hour production, I know this learning-in-reverse approach about these demonic characters and their hatred for the Lord Jesus Christ will help you better understand the tactics of our enemy. And the Screwtape Letters will encourage you to be better prepared for the real spiritual darkness that exists all around us and to call upon Jesus for protection. I'd like to invite you to visit haventoday.org. Listen to samples of the audio drama and take a look at the -the behind-the-scenes video where you'll see the gifted character actor Andy Serkis bring Screwtape to life. haventoday.org. And that's where you can make your gift and get this CD set. And just a reminder, this set costs us a little more to get to you, so please be as generous as you can. And if you'd like, you could also call us. And our phone number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we go, if you wanted to, but didn't get a copy of the musical special edition DVD of Jesus from Sight and Sound, We still have that for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Remember making a pinky promise or crossing your heart? When we were younger, these were the ways we could add a little more certainty to our word. We promised something. And this added action showed the other person that we were serious about it. We would follow through no matter what, but whether or not we actually fulfilled our promises, 
that's another story. But there's an oath better than a pinky promise or a heart crossing. As Paul says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ and no through him. The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. No doubts, no wondering if God will do what he says, only a yes and an amen, because our Lord is faithful. Anchor Devotional can help encourage you in your daily walk with him. Try it out at getanchor.com.